Tars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 25th of July. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. And Frank will be back on Wednesday for more great conversation and discussions on what is upcoming in Kilkenny. And one of those events was the Gavin James featured out in Ballykeef Amphitheatre last Thursday night. An absolutely brilliant gig. And um, if you haven't been to Ballykeef, I gar- definitely recommend that you be guaranteed to have a brilliant night. And it was a brilliant night and a brilliant individual in Gavin James and um, what what um, performance he definitely put in t- to everyone that was present you were there, Saul, were you? I was there Nicky both myself and Frank were there so uh, we caught up afterwards but yeah brilliant night and Good. brilliant event yeah sold out yeah had you been there before? Um, yeah there a good few times now I was there couple of weeks previous once as you well. get once you get the good weather it's the classic venue yes it's like it's like something from another country really oh, you know yeah, it's brilliant. it's fabulous but on a weekend where Brian Cody ended his 24 year reign as Kilkenny manager we'll be catching up with Brian Cody's club and county teammate Joe Hennessy we'll be talking about all about Kilkenny's brilliant All-Ireland senior camogie win with Aoife Lanigan and we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's club action with Nicky Brennan pa- and Pat Tracy if you'd like to get in touch with us text us in on our taxback.com line at Clune Tech Company on 086 353 7782 or phone us in on 056 7762 Now I suppose we'll be talking about Brian Cody later on Aoife um, and a brilliant All-Ireland semi-final win in Crow Park and first of all welcome to the new studio. Thank you uh, very much Kieran. Yeah, we had a great win on Saturday night. Yeah, it's great to be back in Crow Park like we had a good win in in Torres to be previous yeah, and to get against Galway like we played league against them last year and we had a, they won the league last year against them but then to play in at and right this year in the, in the group stages and uh, we went for held for leather and kind of we went two points ahead but they came back and equalised uh, Anya Keane there and so it was going to be whoever topped the group then would go through but it was only in scoring difference and we're still the only team that are, are uh, unbeaten this year so hopefully we'll keep it up now in two weeks time um, that game we we talk about Aoife that up in Attenray where where we played Galway. Do you think that gave Kilkenny that bit of confidence as well? You know, up in their home patch, you know that we could overturn them in Crow Park. Um, yeah, you you get them in your home patch. It's always going to be say like you you're playing your own pat your own patch that the home team are going to have to know what's the best place where where you're shooting from or where you're not shooting from us whatever. Yeah, but that really gave uh, Brian Brian Dowling and the lads a, a great eye to what was going to come come from the next games. And then we got the extra game because Galway had gone straight through to the semi final. When we get in the extra game, then against Dublin, this really held us on to continue on our our strength and our like what stands out for the whole year this year is the work rate. Yes, no, and it was evident again on Saturday, wasn't it? Um, like we trailed by eight points to six at half time, but like never did you doubt that the Kilkenny team would come back fighting in the second half. You know, even in in the first half, like the, I thought the defence when Galway got through for the goals, they held tight. I know they conceded a penalty, but mm-hmm. still, still did just they were so determined not to let that ball go into the back of the net. Yeah, you look at it any time we play, played Galway. You look at it in twenty nineteen when we first played them in the All Ireland that time. Um, they were going for goals the whole time that time, and they beat us by the six points. But it was goal goals, like it was the McGrath sisters and Ailish O'Reilly. It was going for goals. But you look at it, Ailish O'Reilly was only kept to a point the other night. The other night, uh, like the full forward line, Siobhan McGrath was kept scoreless. That is one thing that you see, and also Sabina Rabbit. Like you think of it, like Sabina's new uh, new onto the scene this year. She play, she scored one three against us in that and Ryan. You're thinking, right? How are you going to get tight onto her? But uh, we can. The lads changed the, the defence and they brought in Neve Dealy instead of Miriam Bambrick. Neve moving out there into the half back line and putting in Tiffy Fitzgerald on Sabina. The two of them would have played against each other between Loretto and and Ryan schools. So Tiffy kind of knew what she was like. I know she played a bit, marked a bit of her when she we were in that and Rye, but it really showed that she did. The, the lads did work, work, work on it this time to put put her on it, and she did keep her scores. And to see that actually at the full forward line for Galway being all substituted by the full full time is very strange to see. Like uh, Colin Murray, I say was kind of worried that he was trying to bring on uh, stronger players. Not saying the triggers that they had weren't strong, but the Kilkenny defence were absolutely fantastic. Yes, and like. I've can't remember the year, Aoife, but um, Aoife Norris, we were saying, remember she was hard, hard done by for the All-Star that time and she, like, 
she's just really in terms of her distribution but then her shot stopping as well and she came out to challenge in the second half prevented a definite goal you know mm -hmm. and like I think the girls nearly had the confidence to let her through Tifa that she would stop her yeah, when she was supposed to pull the trigger We always say that the goalkeeper in any sport is the last line of defence and they can see what kind of more common than as you say like I know like when you look at it I looked at a bit of the games this evening after work and you're seeing like Sinead or when Siobhan McGraw went in and, and Michelle Teen kind of dragging her down um, straight away Ethan Norris taps her on the head kind of saying I, you, d you did what I probably would have done stood my ground to kind of keep her not coming in getting the ball but that that Eva was kind of like we're going to give a penalty that I'm going to do my best to try and stop us now they brought up their, their goalkeeper Sarah Healy to, to shoot at us but Aoife was there to, to bat it out and we got cleared and we got the free but yeah as you said it's like Anya, Anya Keane and Sabina Sabina Rabbit and um, Niamh Hanifi to all try to get shots in on her goal but straight away but the thing about Aoife is she doesn't kind of wait until they're coming in she decides straight away right I'm coming off to coming off my line to tighten the angle and you could see that on Saturday night she was tightening the angle straight away and there is a there's a great picture that that's uh, out at the moment with Aoife coming and like there is defence behind her but you see her and Anya Keane is shooting Grace is trying to block her behind but Aoife getting her right as Anya is trying to connect yeah. but straight the boss of the hurl is blocking it out straight away and just on the currently Kenny team, if uh, like if you were to go out and say you're going to lose your your cornerback, kind of your main man, well, your two cornerbacks really, yeah, in Davina and Colette, and then say Megan Farrell there, mm -hmm. you know, then push out the last couple of years after losing Anna Farrell and Dalton, you know, there's so many players gone this year. Then Kelly and Dial from the half back line, Aoife Dial, mm -hmm. and yet Kenny are back to the Northern final. It's huge credit yeah. to Brian Dolan. Nobody would have thought that we were going to get to it. Like talking in January when the girls were gone before the dial, the dials got injured. You were saying God. What, what type of team are you going to come in? You look at Tiffy Fitzgerald has come in then from Intermediate last year. Um, Neve Dealey's come in into the team. Now she's been there for a while but she's kind of coming back into it. Miriam Bambrick in it as well. Yeah, but the older girls are there. Like You look like Denise mightn't have had a, a good shooting shooting day on, on Saturday night but like Katie and all the rest were there to help out. But yeah, they've, they've stood up and the work rate as a lot of people said that the day that Brian Cody retired he would be very happy with the way Kikenny's Kenny Gamogi team performed with their work rate and their ability to stand and not try not to be beaten and get back to another all earned. And if like one thing that's so evident in, in this Kilkenny team is just that like from minute one to the sixtieth minute, it's just the fitness levels are incredible. And like said, Kilkenny were going as hard from the first mi minute as they were in the 60 minute. You know, there was just no let up in the intensity of their tackling, you know, their support play when a player had a ball, they were always running off the shoulder. It was like, it's, the fitness levels are just incredible. Yeah, this year, it's fantastic to see, as you say, off the shoulder. Yeah, their fitness level has been, a lot of people were saying, putting graceful back, would that work out? As I said, Saturday night, I think you can put Grace anywhere. I think more she's like the, she's like the the brothers that you can put her any position. Like um, one thing that stood out to me on Saturday night was, I know she was supposed to start f full back, but she was kind of roaming between all the full back line. That Siobhan McGraw went to take a pint, score score a pint from the sideline at the Hogan stand, and what stood out was Red Hamlet jumping with the hurl, blocking it straight back over the sideline into the Hogan stand, and straight away she was back in front of Eva Norris, then again to block it and drive it out. So like the whole defence from. The whole 15 that started to the girls that came in work rate. I want to keep saying that work rate was something else. Yeah, and like Grace has gone back into the full back lane, but then Claire Feeling obviously moving out the pitch as well. And I thought Claire was outstanding on, on Saturday evening as well. Like any 50 50 ball was between her and her marker. She, Claire came out best and really drove that half back lane forward as well. It really did, yeah. Claire with the experience she's, she has over the last few years, yeah, standing out. You look at a bit of it, a bit of it. Um, what you say, Claire's not that tall in a lot of things, but Aoife Dunhu, um, Galway number 12, standing in, front, standing in front of her and kind of trying to work away around her, but Claire was batting balls, getting driving out, a driving force out and picking out players to drive up and score points. And looking ahead to the, the final then, Aoife, like Watford got off to a brilliant start against Cork, um, just Cork pulling them in at the end, but um, how, how do you see it going? Would you be confident? I would be confident. If you look at it, it took Cork 20, nearly 25 minutes to score the first point. I know a lot of people say uh, 
It is. Experience that stu- stood out for Cork, that they did. Like, I know, as we say, 25 minutes, but yeah, um, an awful lot of telling story was when um, Ashley Thompson came on mm. uh, in, what, six, seven minutes before half time. Like, she didn't play in her midfield position. She played it. Uh, David Fitz, his imprint was on the whole of Cork mm. with his sweeper. And they didn't just play one sweeper, they played two sweepers. Um, to, to look at Watford, they deserved their lead of 7-3 seven, seven, at half time. Um, their work rate that Beck Carton put in, Neve Rocket, um, Abby, Abby Flynn, all of them put in. It's like it's the first time in 61 years that they've got to a semi-final uh, last time against Mayo. So yeah, great work away from Watford, but the experience stood in, in for Cork and kind of burn out as well then for Watford and tried like the last 11-12 minutes. They just could not get going. Shots, tried to shoot. Cork were blocking, clearing, and then they kind of outscored them. Eight points to no score, so it kind of Cork took off then. Yeah, and I suppose just with so much energy and effort that Watford did put in you you could see maybe they didn't have that strength of the bench say the likes of a Kilkenny or a Cork could call upon as well you know the, the likes of the players Kilkenny were able to introduce Watford kind of like it, they're still a growing team really they are aren't still they? a growing team like you look at their best players are on, on, on the first, fi- first 15 as I, as I named them like that they have uh, Beth Carton and Neve Rocket so like you look at Neve Rocket was told when she was 16 not to keep playing but she's still playing like they put their hearts and if they they died with their socks on their boots on whatever you call it the saying but yeah they were fantastic and they're and they've been the first time they've got to the semi final as I said in so long but to kind of get there they've they've been building as someone said it's it's taken us the thirty three weeks since January they were going at that they were trying to go and get to get to the semi final this year and hopefully to an All Ireland and they tried their best and unfortunately it wasn't it's strong enough to get it that it was Cork that just came. True in the end, but uh, yeah, a, lot, a lot of their players didn't play that great. Um, Katrina uh, Mackey was, I think, only two pints. To, you can see when you look at it, um, Chloe Sigerson taken off, mm. uh, and you're thinking, right, then they bring on a, 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 a Emily Murphy, I think it was her name, like she was speedy in and out, jigging, but their shooting, yeah, no end return, like, yeah, their, their shooting was very off, but then, kind of, as I say, the last 11 12 minutes, like something kind of clicked that. Their shooting was coming in then, but they're up to that. It wasn't great. And say if you're just looking ahead, we'll obviously we'll we'll discuss in more detail in the final. But like if Cork say play the the sweepers as they did on Saturday, like with the talented players Kilkenny have and the shooters from distance, like that that should surely play into Kilkenny's hands. Like you know, see the Laura Murphy popping up there one one. You know, we've so many players that can take scores from far out or work the ball in like they're intelligent intelligent players so would you have any fear of that sweeper system Cork play? Um, I've actually never seen Cork play with a sweeper before as I said it's it's Davey Fitz's imprint on it uh, with all his teams he's had but yeah looking at it the lads will have to have, have to watch it have, have looked back on it probably and for the next two weeks they're going to, to look at it and see what Cork did with their sweeper and what, what we were able to do with it before it really clicked in when Ashling Thompson come on because it wouldn't really do much with a sweeper until she came in because you're saying right she's going to be midfields and they took off uh, the midfielder for her but she was drifting across the three um three five four five and six positions kind of drifting in behind then as well but a lot of them though at the beginning when she came on they were kind of right how do we play this it's like it's just mm-hmm. the thing that I th- think when she came on is when they decided to do the sweeper because she was going to be the best player to do it because uh at the decisions before they were kind of letting the ball in and no one was knowing what was happening but you could see it as I, I'd say Kilkenny will be well able for it yeah no definitely thanks for that Aoife after the game uh, we cut up some interviews we'll play those for you later but we have some of the highlights from the game where Aoife Liam Kelly O'Rourke and Barry were in the commentary box Try to get the ball up. 
I see if her Prendergast is being lined up to come on as well. She's doing her warm ups. Brian Dowling really emptying the bench now. First side of the field. Katie Nolan trying to win the ball. It's either Katie Nolan or it's Katie Nolan trying to get the ball up. Doesn't get it up, but neither does anybody else. Katie is there. I guarantee you, a pound to a pinch of snuff. But can Katie win this ball? Anywhere where Katie Nolan is, there's going to be action. And she's always at the centre of it. The referee blows his whistle. And he's going to throw the ball in here on the far side of the field. Can Katie won 13 goal and Dear, oh dear, it's a line ball for somebody. It's a show in. Kenny and Galway, age-old, age-old rivals. Only no, once in the last 12 All-Irelands has neither been in an All-Ireland final. Goal is long. Up they go for Denise Gall. Gone back to centre half back to give the uh, defence a, a handout. Nobody, but nobody. Four minutes of additional time. There are two players, outside players, in the Galway half of the field. Kid Kenny come away with the ball. Referee blows his whistle and he wants a free out to Kid Kenny from their own 45 metre line. Liam Kelly O'Rourke talk to me. Yeah, it's all about game management, Barry. Kilkenny have controlled the game over the past 10 minutes or so. They've played it on their terms. All it takes is a last gasp bit of drama from Galway and everything is up in the air. So Kilkenny need to take this down a couple of a couple of notches and calm it because they're on top. Uh, contact lens time. Hurling time. Winter time, summer time, it's all over here. One thirteen for Kilkenny, 12 points for Galway. Start making the colours, start making the hats, and start flying the flags, because there's yet another Kilkenny team in the Northern Ireland final two weeks from now. Well, we're hoping, like, we know it's four minutes. He's gone over four minutes. Now we're just not giving out. Oh, this, game giving is it. Over. Giving it. this game is over, isn't it, Liam? Absolutely, it's only a matter of time now. We're well into the added on time. Galway need a goal and a point. They won't get the time to do it. They need an awful lot of sanctifying grace and a lot of prayers to pull this game out of the fire because they're not going to beat this Kilkenny team. This Kilkenny team. What an achievement by this Kilkenny team. And there are so many of them so new to senior hurling. They're so new to all Ireland finals and semi finals. They're so new to playing in Croke Park. Kerry Dolan hits it high and it comes back off the post. Kilkenny again. They won't give it. They won't die out. They will die with their boots on for Kilkenny Camogie as they clear that ball out over the sideline. Referee, have you swallowed the whistle? The game is well over 66 minutes and 14 seconds gone on the clock. And Galway attacking again. The ball with Elite Kilkenny loses possession, comes out of her hand. All the Kilkenny and Galway players are inside the Kilkenny 65. Up they go for it. Again, Denise Gall has the ball. She comes away with it. Out this side, out as far as Lee, Miriam, Lee, Miriam Bannett. Look, I just again a half time to be honest, I was disappointed. Uh, just think we never got into the groove and you know, but Jesus, uh, the second half and I said it again, I said, whoever was winning with 15, 10 minutes goal win this game and we I know I said thousand twenty all Ireland we went in behind. League final last year we went in behind against Galway and we went in behind in Atten Rye and I knew these girls would come back. Just the character, that feeling last year losing by a pint was cruel to Cork and we just had to do everything we could to get over the line today and to see the work rate, the intensity, the hook, the blocks there in the second half was just amazing and you know just fair play to them girls out there, it was unbelievable. Outsiders, well as you said in previous interviews, is the people that are here, they're the people that matter. Yeah look we said it. They came up trumps. Yeah like look, I question things as well, I'll be very honest, you know we played Warford in the challenge game in Pilltown back in, in March there and you know we, we got well bet and we were questioning what, where are we going from here but I don't know, the Leinster Championship just kind of kicked us into gear and it just gave new kind of momentum and, the, and we just built this new team and we found a way of playing and I, I think maybe last year we were kind of flat the whole time, we just couldn't get it going, couldn't get it going, you know, but by God we got it going today there in the second half and 
look, we're just delighted to, to win, but look, we've no cup yet, and we've a huge challenge facing us down in two weeks. We'll enjoy tonight, and we'll get our heads right then, look forward to the final. The team on the field did a business for you, but with due respect, I thought you did a marvellous game on the sideline. You played a brilliant, brilliant game on the sideline. The dropping of Denise back onto the half-back line was a, a major stroke. Yeah, look, I suppose Denise is getting man-marked in every game, and, you know, I suppose you put her midfield in the second half, and I think you kind of caught Galway a little bit, didn't know whether to, what to do with, with uh, Sean Ahidi then, so... Look again, if Denise has been man-marked, it's up to other players to try and stay going, and in fairness, did that. And look, even we missed freeze there, and we left behind scores, and we're still able to get over the line, which is great. And there's a huge amount to improve on now for the final as well. Goal was brilliant, brilliant, yeah. But to be honest, I was shouting a lot. Hit it, hit it over the bar, like. But yeah. look, I said to Laura Murphy before the game, you know, you've earned your position on this team. She was coming on last year; she wasn't getting a start, you know, and she, she was frustrated. But by God, she stayed going, she kept putting away. She came in and she just improved her game so much this year. She got her chance and she took it. And you see there today, I thought she was unbelievable. And you know, Michelle Teen taking off the last day, you know, people probably question her, maybe got a target today. Jesus Christ, the second half there. I don't know how much of the ball she got from the size of her. Yeah. It was just so inspirational to see that happening. And Tiffy Fitzgerald, you know, first year playing at this level, I thought she was brilliant out there as well. So, you know, these girls are going to be so proud of themselves after what they did here today. And the pocket rocket, I love her. Yeah, look, yeah, Katie again, just looks, you know, when she pops up and she'll always get you a couple of scores, and in fairness, Denise probably wasn't going well in the free, she stood up to the pressure freeze and hit them more the bar as well, which is good. And Downey, analyse that for me. Pure heart, in fairness to them, every single one of them, they put their bodies on the line. I mean, the scores that we got, probably the scores that we'd miss, but they never gave up, and when Laura Murphy got that goal in the second half, it really gave them the belief. You know, tremendous team performance, and you know, I said it to Pat earlier on. The job that the lads have done with these girls is unreal. You know, they have such a belief in themselves. And given the fact that they were coming with probably nearly a third of a new team, and new in the sense that none of this, this is all strange to some. To some of them, it's their first day here in, in Croke Park, you know, and and that's all. You know, you just I can't praise Brian and the lads enough because Brian put so much time into him and. Um, you know, looking at matches and getting matchups right and doing the drills and working with Tommy and working with Ray and working with Pat and working with Philly, you know, and it's all, you know, it's all good with them. Um, I mean, Tommy had great belief in the girls coming up, you know, he said they had no fear and they had played such a great game of, of camogie against uh, Dublin last week in Thurles, you know. Obviously, they weren't going to get the same space uh, here in Croke Park, but, you know, when they, we missed a few chances and to think, you know, we probably left one four behind us maybe and Denise hadn't her one of her best days. Isn't that great? You know, all absolutely, those things to absolutely. improve on going into yeah. uh, in against Cork, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, like they have an All Ireland finals look forward. They have an All Ireland, and so has Kilkenny. You know, isn't it? So isn't it great? It's yeah. a pick up for us yeah. after the hurling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the second attempt, Trees Edward. Uh, great day. Great day, Barry. Absolutely fantastic yeah. performance by our girls mm. and by the management team as well. Absolutely. Don't forget them because they yeah. had a game to play too, yeah. and they played it brilliantly. They did indeed. Yeah. yeah. It was tough going. It was tough going, but it's the kind of game that we expected. We expected score for score. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about a couple of wide that were going, got hope we didn't need them at the end, but we didn't, and everything went our way, finally, thank God. Mm. They, the, the goal with Laura Murphy was the turning point that really actually mm. drove the girls on. And yet Galway came, or Galway came back, mm. Teresa, and mm. you still had a fight to go to the Yes, wire. as we expected, Galway did come back. We mm. knew it would be down to just one point at the end, or two points at the end, so look at we were, while we escaped with four points, it was brilliant, absolutely mm. brilliant, but you know what, the girls worked their asses off out there. And they really did their best. I and don't mind you know. saying they worked their asses off. <laughs> because they did. They did. They did. The they fought it right out. It's the six minutes of extra time where he got that from, I don't know. But look at the girls. They fighting right down to the last second. Well, we, we christened it contact lens time. Contact lens time, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> I was asking why. That's what happened to the referee. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was, the first, that was the first half, but though, wasn't it? That's a, yeah, that's a yeah. new in, in, in yeah. terms. Yes, it? yes, absolutely. Now you look forward to an All Ireland final. All Ireland final to look forward to, yes. And I'm confident those girls will take the title and go all the way. Yeah, we can take Cork. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. Don't forget, our next Split the Pot draw will take place this Friday. you got to be in it to win it. Monday, Monday, Monday.
Get great offers in birdhouse sprayers from Murphy Machinery, Dublin Road, Kilkenny. Think Alpago for your cedar, power harrow and subsoiler needs. There's Toyota forklifts, Manitou loaders, Honda ATVs, Kiva and Abbey Machinery too. In parts, there's terrific value in knives for balers and silage wagons, more blades, rake and tether tines to suit all brands. We're open Saturday mornings from 9 to 1. Don't miss out. Call Murphy Machinery, Dublin Road, Kilkenny today. In the centre of Patrick Street lies Kilkenny's oldest hotel. From all of us here at the Clubhouse Hotel, we look forward to welcoming you for a morning coffee, some home-cooked lunch or an evening meal. We're serving food every day until 9pm. There's a reason why Victor's Bar and Restaurant has remained a firm favourite since the day it opened. World Car Design of the Year Hyundai World Electric Car of the Year Hyundai and overall World Car of the Year Hyundai It's a triple feat that marks the Hyundai Ioniq 5's dominance of the world stage in 2022 Power your world Visit Michaeling Motors to find the perfect car for your family Visit us in Carlow or Kilkenny or online at lingmotors.ie Support your local shop and trader. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at just gone half six. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Joe Hennessy. Good evening, Joe. Joe, um, I suppose massive news broke over the weekend. Um, the end of Brian Cody as Kilkenny manager after 24 years. Um, were were you surprised with the news? Yes, uh, Kieran. I suppose um, I, I went off for a couple of days after the All Ireland and um, heard a few rumours and sure didn't think much of the rumours and not into the rumours as the last. But anyway, as the week wore on, the news broke and sure, as the lad said, that was it. Then you know, I mean, obviously Brian had made up his mind and uh, he's after leaving Kilkenny now in a nice position, a good team left behind them. Have a great performance there in the final. Unlucky, maybe fought it a bit the end, and uh, the backs there, you know, just before the final whistle went, they done everything to try and get that ball up to the forward, just one last time, maybe, to sneak a goal to win the match. So they were heroic in defeat, and uh, so it was a pity if you had to win it. Of course, sure, we always want one more out of them, and um, we have to give credit to Limerick too. Of course, every time we threaten to go ahead of them. And got a score, they came back and answered it. So they were worthy champions, so in fairness and credit to them too. Yeah, and Joe, just to pick up on one of the things you said there about Kilkenny, like bought, uh, fought to the bitter end, like, and that's something that was instilled in all Brian Cody's teams since he, since he took over as manager. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it came from hard work here on. That would have started now, when the, we say, from the Welsh Cups. Okay, I remember all there was a. We'd be out in Freshwood on the worst of days and down in maybe New Ross playing Wexford or whatever. She had to work tough games and tough conditions. And, uh, you know, they came from there and her days were bad. Unlucky defeats Brian's first year against Cork. He went in and maybe lost it by a pint. Could have won it handy enough. Just a little bit of luck deserted and maybe going into the last 10 minutes. But took that on the chin. And then there was pressure on the following year then, of course, um, in the year 2000. People were wondering were we going to lose three in a row there, but um, to give a great performance in the final against Rossley. And once he got going, then there were other disappointments on the way. But once he got going, then um, sure it was incredible. Then what was achieved after? Yeah, and Joe, like you, you would have heard with with Brian at both club and and county, like, and I suppose just like from your own uh, time hurling with with Brian, I suppose he's just a real leader, was he? Just on and off the pitch. Absolute leader, yeah. Even when he came with the colleges and the Kenny minor team, he was uh, centre back at the B Cork in the final. And he came up against Jimmy Barry Murphy there, and he came up against him again in under 21 down at Dungarvan. He had a famous win down there. And he met him again in the 82 and 3 finals, and he won those ones as well. And came up again as manager in, in that 99 final. But um, Brian, yeah, he was always a leader. He was playing senior with the village at uh, say 19 he was centre back at 19 I tell you Kieran it was, it was tough that time Johnson had a super team 
and they were physically strong and a great team, a huge form. When the village and Johnstone met that time, it came from everywhere to see it. So, um, yeah, it was tough and, you know, if you could survive and like he did survive in, in, in the club or in Kilkenny, you're, you're, you're set then for, to take on a role and lucky enough to maybe play for Kilkenny. And Joe, just on Brian when he like when he was um Hurl Wickley, Kenny, you know, he, he was in the full back lane, the half back lane and then up in the forwards as well, you know, just wherever wherever he needed to be played, I suppose, he was he, he was going to be there for Kilkenny. He was and he he started out a cornerback, one and all and a cornerback, left cornerback and then he moved into full back won a few in there as well, a couple of all stars as well. And uh, as you said, it didn't matter where he was Handed a jersey, had his disappointments too, like everyone else on the way, but took the knocks and he never stayed on the ground. He he always uh, he never shook sh- a tackle. And uh, all the decisions he made when he was in the job there, he, he had Kenny at heart. And not everyone probably agreed with the decisions that he made in time, but it didn't matter to Brian. He felt uh, that it was for the best interest of Kenny Harlan and you know, he he hauled in a huge amount of trophies there on his way. Yeah, and just on the trophies, um, Joe, 10 leagues, 18 Leinsters, 11 All-Irelands, like, it's just incredible in 24 years. Yeah, and you know, there were days, uh, some of the finals above, I, I know, remember one in particular, we were playing in Watford there, and um, I was sitting behind Jimmy Barry and Murphy, when the half-time whistle went, he turned, be- turned around, he shook hands, and he said, Joe, he said, this game is over, he said, I, I, I'm going to head off. He said, I'll be gone down along the road a long way, he says, by the time the final whistle went. So we had teams beaten by half time in a lot of the games. But, um, you know, of all the victories and everything, I, I remember just the ones I remember most is the, the victory against against this great Limerick team in, in 2019. Sure, we had no right to, no one gave us a chance in that game. And after 20 minutes, we were two, eight, three points up, which was unbelievable. And um, it hardened Limerick, of course. They came on then and won the, won the three in a row. But uh, it set them up for our match. They really knew that they'd be up against us against Kilkenny. And uh, it was probably one of the best finals ever played. And if you told me Sunday morning that we'd hit 216, to hit, to hit 216 against a super team, you know, you'd be saying we, 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 we'd nearly win it. Now, we missed a few little chances at the end. Um, that got away on us, but they'd always think of the few at the end. But they missed a few as well. They they, they usually balance one another out. But um, that one, and you know, other games, then we 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 might have won the All Ireland, but we made incredible victories along the way. So overall, he he was there twenty four years, one eleven. So you could say an All Ireland every second year, which is incredible. Yeah, but no. the thing that really the re- thing that really stands out for me overall. When I was growing up and playing and everything, you know, they'd always hear about the monster hurling, the carp, the tips, especially those two. And for Brian to get us to the top of the leaderboard, now I, that to me is his greatest achievement because I'd never thought I'd see the day I'd be alive to see it that Kilkenny would be out in front at 36 all And so to me, that's that's the highlight for me. Yeah, no, and Joe, I was just talking to my father before I came across and he was saying when he was growing up, you know, there used to be a poster in Tal's pub and you'd be looking at it, you saying, will we get the tip, you know, and then, like, I grew up, saying in the 90s and, like, my probably first All-Ireland that I remember would have been 99 and, um, like, you'd, you'd watch back 92 and 93 or whatever, but say for Kilkenny then and for us to, I absolutely spoiled then in the years, you know, just the 11 All-Ireland yeah. wins then through the 2000s and onwards, like, yeah, for, for, for seven or eight years, the young lads never probably saw Kilkenny, Kilkenny losing, you know what I mean? They were spiked, and the supporters got spiked. And then when it dried up a little bit, of course, sure, you know, everything is, we they expected an All-Ireland every year. You see the Kerry in the football, while they landed it yesterday, they had their troubles along the way, and sure, they, got near, they were nearly there and nearly there, and that they watched Dublin winning six, and it hurt them bad, and they're back on the leaderboard now. But looking forward, if Kilkenny could get to next year's final I know it's a big if and all that and it'll be hard but the, the stuff is there if they could get back into the final next year and the hurt from losing this one and the young lads will be more experienced and everything and the crowd get behind them and the crowd got behind them against Limerick and they drove them on and roared them on and nearly done it 
So the trick now is, is get back in quick, not to leave it too long if you can. And whoever gets the job, we'll all be behind it, whoever it is, and we'll roar them on, and hopefully we can get to number 37. And that's what it's about. It's always about the next All-Ireland. And in O'Brien, Cody will be behind the team, and he'll be at every game, and he'll be wishing them on and roaring them on, and we'll all be there the next time the cup comes down John Street. No, absolutely, Joe. And I think it was quite evident in Brain's speech at the, the homecoming, you know, just what Kilkenny means to him. You know, like you, you spoke about him there, Hurl Minor, uh, under 21, you know, then on to Hurl Senior with Kilkenny, then managed Kilkenny, and then just an all round pro Kilkenny man. I think he'd, he'd love nothing more than Lee McCarthy to be coming down, the, to coming down through the, the streets of Kilkenny now next year. Yeah, I would say that Noam Brian, I know him very, very well, and I would say that he was hugely proud of the performance, the team, the, the group, the group gave. And I, I'm crediting everyone on the sideline, the Martin Comer, the James McGarry's and all these, everyone, everyone on the line. It took a huge effort to get the team into that condition to give that performance. So they're in a nice place now, and look, at I hope the county board won't delay it too long. The championship is starting next weekend and who knows, there might be another one or two put their hands for inclusion on the panel maybe for next year because there's little things. There's always something, there's always lads coming and um, you have to be confident. I would certainly be confident of, of the, the years ahead. And Joe, just looking ahead then, I suppose, this weekend, if you're heading for Father Tierney Park, I suppose, on Sunday, um, start of our club championship, um, yeah, that's right. We're we're up against Glenmore. They're a good team. Uh, you know, they were very very good, winning the intermediate championship there last year. They were a right good team, youth and experience and down. So it'll be a good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that now. And all the matches you have the under 13s, 15s, minors, under 20s, and juniors and intermediates and seniors. So, you know, there's a huge amount of hurling now to be played. And sure, it's hard to win any kind of a a championship match. Not to talk about calling in a cup. But uh, the weather is good and sure look at over the next six and seven weeks now there should be great hurling in all grades. And are you hitting any ball, Joe, or are you yeah, lining up the doubles Johnny, with Johnny? We're back, we're back playing the doubles there. We're out in Mohill one, one night a week there. So we're, we're trying to keep the old pounds down, as the lads said. But no, enjoying it, Kieran. It's great to be back. The, the pandemic knocked me out for two years. I didn't do anything there with it. So I wanted to stay safe and all that. But we're up and running now again and it's nice to be able to play the game and still get a kick out of it as the lads say we think we're young lads but sure you know yourself <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't like to be running into you Johnny or Joe no, yourself and Johnny Josh or Johnny is the man as the lads say just try and keep up with his way thanks a million for joining us Joe and um, it's brilliant to have you on especially to remember Brian's uh, reign I suppose as manager and then obviously you hurling with him as well at both club and county it was brilliant to have you and we greatly appreciate it Kieran, thank you very much and the best of luck to you all there and the, the incoming management team. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. And that thanks, was Kieran. Thanks, Joe. And that's Joe Hennessy, um, former Kilkenny winning All Ireland hurler and um, I suppose friend of the show, we call him Pat, or friend of the station. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, Joe's uh, one thing about Joe, he's always upbeat and uh, he always has uh, great confidence in Kilkenny and uh, Kilkenny's chances no matter what grade or what level or whatever he's uh, yeah, he, he's a tonic to talk to that way yeah, yeah no absolutely Pat just on the news of Brain Cody were you surprised with the news or um, what were your thoughts on it yeah I suppose you know you knew the day was going to come but you didn't know when it was and uh, I, I, when the the words start getting out around, I suppose, just kind of around this time last week and that. And it, was, it seemed to be coming from outside the county, more so than inside the county. And then, well, I kind of, you know, you sit back and wait a day or two and see what was happening. Well, when it wasn't being denied by the county board or the county board weren't saying anything, well, then I said, this is, there's something happening here, you know, and uh, it'll probably happen. I was kind of gearing it towards, well, Monday night you have county board meetings and uh, that it would this week that to, to take on so um, it, that, that's more or less the way it happened to broke at the weekend and I suppose it's uh, you know it's inevitable and uh, what uh, the process now of getting a new manager is going to be uh, is going to be interesting and uh, see how see how that develops 
were kind of out of practice uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that now and uh, uh, it was always nominations from the clubs or various people and that type of thing and then an interview process and all the rest so um, we see we see what develops there but uh, you know like they said the front runners Derek uh, Ling uh, being very successful with the under 20s and that and uh, you know Henry Shefflin's name has been na- mentioned quite a bit and you know if that's uh, if if he's in the frame, well then it'll be very interesting to see what'll happen. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see, Nicky. What what do you think? Look, I mean, it was a surprise rather than a shock. I mean, you knew it was going to come. There wasn't going to be another twenty five years. But when you put down somebody who's nearly been involved in the team for nearly a quarter of a century, that's some uh, that's some timeline. Uh, he was just incredible what he achieved and I think he uh, changed the whole concept of Kilkenny Hurland what you had to do the discipline associated with it and uh, he certainly demanded big of players but the uh, the success was there to show at the end of the day an incredible reign and uh, look at one that every other county will envy I would say well two things just to say number one I, I hope the county board maybe don't rush too much into doing a appointment I think there's an opportunity now maybe to reflect on the bigger the bigger picture of the game in the county and, 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 and what needs to happen to it over the next while. And obviously the I mean, the county manager is somewhat in that. And you know, maybe there is a role for Brian Cody in, in that in the background in some another not involved with teams or guiding managers in that because I think a manager has to be allowed to do his own thing. But I think there's an opportunity to look at a lot of teams in relation to hurling from the uh, whole squad side of things up to how we're going to transition players from junior clubs. Look at all the, the guys from junior clubs around the under twenty team this year. How can we make sure that they're going to be really up to it uh, and things like that? So I think there's an opportunity there. But just a bit of a story here that I was in Croke Park at the football yesterday and after the game I was walking out towards the car and I was accosted in a friendly way, let me add, by, by senior people from, well, they're actually former, actually, senior people from Cork GA. And we were talking about Brian Crowley. He said, ah, no, we've a lad who done as good as he did now and you're not, no one is talking about him. So I did a bit of research on him today. So a guy called Jim Tough Barry... He won 11 All-Irelands. He uh, trained Cork teams to win 11 All-Irelands. He was assistant coach on two more. He also trained Limerick to win a senior All-Ireland hurling. And he trained Cork to win a senior football All-Ireland. And he also trained Cork to win six National League matches. Now, he was involved with uh, Cork as trainer when Kilkenny won in 39 and 47. And uh, this guy was... um, Jack Lynch said of him at the time when he was appointed. Not only did he not play hurling, but he also wouldn't ascribe to Jim a very in-depth knowledge of all the aspects of hurling. So that statement didn't kind of make a lot of sense at the end of his reign of 11. But a final comment from the said uh, gentleman who died in 1968. He actually spent time as well on Spike Island because he was involved in the in the cause, as they call it here in Ireland. He spent time... Now, the Cork lads were joking with me yesterday, and I happened... I'm assuming they were pulling my leg. They said he was such a difficult man. He was very much into swimming. And they said he actually jumped out of uh, his cell in Spike Island and swam back to the mainland in Cork. He was such a strong swimmer. Now, but a final thing he said, when asked about his modest hurling career, he would reply, you don't have to be a greyhound to train greyhounds. So there you go. <laughs> um... Aoife, were you we were just going back through the couple of the stats there in the paper earlier today. Um, like just Brian Cody's win rate, you know, his success rate by venue in Nolan Park, 81%, Crow Park, 74%. They played 76 matches in Crow Park, wins 56, draws 6 and losses 14. Like 70%, 74% record in Crow Park is phenomenal. It is, yeah. A lot of people say that. It was it was the second home to Kilkenny. It was yeah, Brian Cody, exceptional manager. Everybody wants to kind of be be him, and what he did for for Kilkenny for the last twenty four years is exceptional. Yeah, the, the 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 stats speak for themselves that he was exceptional. A lot of people say like if you you having the manager or you having the players, but the two, the the work both off off each other very well. Yeah, and um, Brian Cody's win against each county then Galway. Played 40 games, wins 23, draws 3, loss 14, 58%. Tipperary, 65% win victory. Dublin, 79%. Wexford, 70 Waterford, 69 Offaly, 100%. Pat, 16 from 16 against <laughs> Offaly, you know, and they were the team in the 90s, you that's know, right, that we yeah, kind of yeah. had to beat, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
that causes a lot of angst uh, through the, the 80s and 90s and that, yeah. And definitely. then Limerick then, I suppose, 15, played 15, won 11, drew one and then three losses and, you know, 18 and, what, when was, was 18 and Torless obviously this year, mm. you know, there's too many uh, in just in the last couple of years, but still even, like, just phenomenal records against Clare, 24 wins, 14, um, two two draws and eight losses, so, you know, just unbelievable figures, Pat. Yeah, yeah, uh, just unbelievable excellence the whole time and uh, performances. Mm. Yeah, Todd, listeners might be interested to know that Galway GAA have a fundraising at the races tomorrow in Galway, and one of the speakers is Henry Shefflin. Who's the other? Mark Landers of Cork. Oh, maybe he might be in the frame. There you go. Over there. Oh, if you want, to, if you want to know all the angles, we have them. <laughs> um. But Pat, I think it's important to remember as well, just like people might think of Brian Cody, you know, just with Kilkenny, but like he started off like to grassroots in the primary schools. He was influential yeah, the in the Dallas. Yeah, the one was against us. <laughs> uh, they had a great team in 1966. They beat us uh, out the gate. Jimmy, Jimmy O'Brien was playing actually. And uh, he, he, Jimmy O'Brien was giving the ball and he, he scored all around him. The next year... He was, um, um, I think Pat Butler played that time, could have been captain, but I think the next year uh, they beat us again, narrowly, and they shouldn't have. Because, you were uh, the roar, or you were the roar, that says, weren't you? I am the roar the whole time. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that now. Goodbye. Well, stop now and I'll tell you the story. And we played them in the county final. We had played in full width pitches uh, down south. And then when we got to Nolan Park, the pitches were in 10... 10 yards at each side and we were sending the ball out over the sideline we lost narrowly I think Brian was captain that evening and uh, that was uh, St. Patrick's De La Salle but I think Brother Basil was the main man in charge that time mm. but another thing that uh, people might know is that uh, Brian Cody used, he played in the forwards with the um, with uh, the James Stevens under 21s and uh, he scored I think was something he had the top score he was top scorer in uh, in uh, uh, Ryan A County final, something like I know it was a five two or something like that, and uh, I think the Shamrocks beat him this the same day uh, uh, as as it happened. And of course, he played in the forwards for Kilkenny, yeah. and he was uh, the top scorer in Leinster that particular year, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, he was the top scorer from play in Leinster that year. So there's uh, a few different things that time, and interestingly enough, like. Uh, Father Tommy Marr, if you look back at his record, he uh, he was he had this thing of maybe lads that played in the backs playing the forwards. Johnny McGovern played centre forward in '63. Uh, you had uh, Jim Lynch uh, was a Pad Dillon playing full forward in '60 in '66, and Jim Lynch playing full forward was uh, in '67. They swapped full back and full forward, and Brian Cody played in the forwards, who was he was generally known as a as a centre back. Coming up all through underage, right up along, he was always centre-back. He was an outstanding centre-back. And should they say Joe Hennessy was a forward and a back as well? Yeah, well, Joe was the only lad to win all-stars, a corner-back, wing-back and midfield. Yeah. yeah nice, nice nice, record to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. But in terms of management as well, uh, Pat Leakey, Brian would have been, been involved in the De La Salle, you know, up oh, through yeah. with the primary yeah. schools. I know yeah. a referee in transition year a couple of games and, you know, Brian would have been always present with the De La Salle on the sideline. Well, he didn't, he didn't really travel far. Like, he was <laughs> living in Sheastown, went to school. I'm not sure if he went to school in Sheastown, then St. Patrick's De La Salle, and then went to Kieran's, mm. then went to Pats. St. Pat's, and then back to... Then Pat's Dennis that. <laughs> <laughs> His father Bill was, uh, was a selector on the minor team. We we got beaten by Cork. I was playing in in seventy one. Seventy one, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. We should have won. Cause yeah, yeah. I can still see Pat Butler. That's the Dunhamagan Pat Butler. Yeah. Now. I can still see his shot in injury time or late in the game, whizzing past the post, and we got it in with a, uh, with yeah. a won it. He'd have won it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll take our second break. Jane is after where I'll be running down through handball results and looking ahead to the weekend's club action. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. Just some handball results from the weekend. The 6 by 30 County Championships took place and there was a great win for Shane Dyland under 12 by singles. He beat Darren McCormack from the Kells Club in three games. 
Then in Dubai's under 13, Jake O'Neill beat Joe Dowling. Jake was in fine form serving and killing any returns that came his way. Then in the boys under 14 singles, there was a brilliant win from Andrew Brennan. He defeated Reen Dowling in all Talbot's inch final, played out in Talbot's inch yesterday morning. Andrew won the, f- or Reen won the first f- 15 14. Then Andrew fought back and won the second 15 7, and then won the third 15 3. So a brilliant, pr- brilliant game between the two club mates and um, two definite stars of the future. Then the boys under 15 singles, Anthony Clifford put in a dominant display down in Kilfane. He's after winning the, both the 40 20 and 6 by 30 county championships now and Anthony's in fine form after winning the Nationals the weeks previous with uh, Noah Minogue who was also successful in the boys under 16 singles cracking win for Noah over Connor Dial. Um, he lost the first game and I think I wasn't out at the game was involved with the, the under 14 team but um, he lost the first game and was 15-6 or 7 down in the second and fought back to win that game 15, or 21 I think it was 15 or 16 he left Connor on and then in the third he was 6-1 down in the tiebreaker to 11 and just held his nerve and fought through and a brilliant win for Noah well deserving of that victory he's been knocking on the door the last couple of years in both the 40 by 20 and 6 by 30 so his hard work and effort is definitely after paying off and well done to Noah then the boys under 17 there was victory for Michael Brennan from the clock club um, there's only two competitors in that competition. Disappointing numbers, but in terms of quality, excellent games and excellent finals. Then just two of the girls' results. In the girls' under-12 singles, there was victory for Ava Welsh from Kells. And then in the girls' under-15 singles, Katie Jordan defeated Jenny Saunders from Wingap 15-7-15-8. And we'll have the remainder of the girls' results next weekend. And also the fixtures for the boys um, and girls' doubles will be will be released this week and they will be held on this this weekend as well so keep an eye on those and link in with your club secretaries um, I suppose lads just looking ahead to the weekend some interesting games in the club championship uh, starting on Saturday at 12.30 all Auckland Gales last year's county finals taking on Greg Ballycall yeah big game yeah we're hearing Mikey Butler might be injured I'm not sure if that if that's if that's the truth or not uh, he would be a loss clearly look I suppose it's very hard to know clubs have been playing the uh, the Burn Cup and the Elbert Cup and all that and those competitions are I don't know what to make of them Bur- the, the Borough won the the Burn Cup I think it is that the Burn Cup they won yeah, it, senior right? league they're very comfortable yeah. that are right uh, they look like a team in good shape and I'd imagine that they they'll get a fair old better game off it and from Venice Bridge you now Lachlan's probably would be a team in contention this year they may have a little bit too much for Belly Callan him and Butler or colleague won't like to say that but um the Borough might be... Ben Spridge are not going to be too bad now. They have a good, big, strong team, but the Borough, I think, are probably team to watch there. Comer and Tullerone, not a lot between that. And uh, I think Liz Downey will play, beat Mullinavat on those Saturday senior matches. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, sure, look, we have no great form on any of them, but um, uh, looking at the games, uh, Mullinavat, Liz Downey, Mullinavat got a bit of a trimming against the... Against the the against the borough, in yeah, the, was, I was at that match. In the very one side, yeah. Um, Liz Downey will have the difficult, like the like the the rock bands, the difficult second album, the difficult second season. You know, this is the and the, the, they probably know that they have new management and all that kind of thing. So there's a you know there's all change there. So uh, Aaron Zone and Tullerone, mm, that'll be interesting one now. Uh, Tullerone had such a great run last year they have a couple of good young players coming up now you see as well and you know Garraud Dunn he'd be eligible this year that's true. you know so um, that that's uh, oftentimes the first game sets the tone for the season and oh, yeah. teams are always anxious to get that win because the second day well it's trouble you know so. definitely right that's where we leave it for tonight Thanks. run out of time yeah we ran out of time but look we'll the lads will be back on Friday night there with TalkSport on Sunday and we'll be back next Monday as well so thanks to Pat, Nicky and Aoife for joining me in the studio thanks to Joe Hennessy for joining me on the phone most of all thanks to you for listening at home and of course our sponsors TC Tyre stay tuned after 7 o'clock where Martin Morris will be here with the best of country in Irish and until next Monday night good night and God bless and we'll talk to you then TC Tyre's World of Gaelic Games